Namaste. Welcome everyone to this afternoon's gathering here. And uh, if there are anyone following by, via broadcast for today, for this afternoon's gathering, very big welcome to you. And uh, as I uh, hinted uh, this morning or maybe also a couple of days ago, that um, during the time, can you all hear on the back also? Yeah, thank you. During the time that uh, satsang has been taking place, letters have been coming in daily. Sometimes uh, someone may even feel touched by some point or something and they are writing for clarification or whatever. But uh, it felt in the moment, it's always been difficult for me in, the, in all the years of trying to be in the satsang here and addressing all the letters. We were not able to do it. And then this time, oddly, I think I did it. So I felt in fairness to those who are writing in that I would take some time and uh, uh, look through some of them. I don't know how many I can get through today. So what I would ask of you is um, not to be putting your hands up to now. And so I can get through these. In spite of maybe you're able to relate to something that you may hear from the letters, but just try and see. I will see as much as I can to capture really the essence of what people are sharing and not just the person only. So, um, and then my feeling is like this, that whatever problems, uh, whatever difficulties or challenges come, there is a universal aspect of it. When looked at from the place of consciousness, it really concerns us all as consciousness. If you are looking only for a personal uh, resolution, for a personal situation, you probably will feel you are not able to relate to another thing. Uh, why am I saying this? Because actually I have seen that you may have a question, someone may have another question, but if, if you listen carefully, I may answer your question through their question. It happens all the time. So please don't lock off. You say, oh no, he's talking about this now. I'm holding on to my question. If, you're old, if I'm holding on to my question, I'm also holding on to my person. Uh, there will come more and more time when these things you will see how actually universal you are and, and not so personal as we might imagine. As you listen and continue to deepen in your, uh, your own inner self, you will come to realize how universal actually the consciousness you are is. So, um, today I was, I asked, can I, because many letters came, and for the first time, because normally I don't like to look before, I just want to see them fresh. So I was thinking, there are many letters, let me see which ones I couldn't be bothered with today, because we don't know how many. So I found myself saying, okay, keep this one, I keep this one, and all of them came. <laughs> so I probably still won't be able to go through them. It just depends. When I'm out of juice, I'm out of juice, I'm really like that. Perhaps we can pick them up at another time. 
And then, uh, so I didn't really read them because that takes also a lot of time. I kind of just had a feel and say, okay, okay, we'll see. Um, and then I ask Mahima to shuffle them up. So I don't know, some of them have got dates on them. I'll start, just start like that. I'll leave this one here and see. Okay, thank you. And uh, let's see. Uh, Namaste, dear Master. I am really struggling being present with you in satsang at the moment, also with invitation. I feel I try too hard. Uh, a sneeze wants to come. Uh, also with the invitation, I feel I try too hard. Also, maybe I don't have the same urge anymore, but I'm not going to accept that. The feeling is maybe I don't have that much urge anymore. If you don't have that urge to, to this self-discovery, if it's falling, uh, it may be not so good a thing. But if you have been uh, like it's linked to this other statement, maybe I'm trying too hard. So maybe sometimes when people are trying too hard, then maybe something drops. And then you relax a little bit, and maybe the mind might come also and say, look, you're losing your drive. But maybe in such a state, maybe it is good to relax a little bit if you're trying too hard, trying too hard. You know? And there are people who try too hard. It's like you get up and you, you know, you get dressed and you put on your roller skates and your helmet just to go to the shop next door. <laughs> so that happens in satsang too. You're trying, um, trying, to be, trying to be the self. <laughs> Relax a little bit, please, please. You're making me nervous. <laughs> Okay, so let's go on. Um, something in me doesn't want to accept this truth, but I don't understand what it is. Also, I doubt about my real position. I sense it, but cannot say it is what I am 100%. Because my person is very violent, and angry and so on. So it seems like a really big jump from that one to pure consciousness. I am tired of myself, yet I don't know how to accept the truth. Also, I get very angry with my partner when he approaches me with anything stupid, because I feel it is too small. And then I suffer this anger also, for two days now. He is also watching your satsangs. Please pray for him as well. <laughs> I have a yearning for this truth, but it seems I really have the worst ego as well. Anything you can say about this is a blessing. Thank you, you. There's a picture with it, but I can't show that. <laughs> if you sign it, thank you, you. Okay. 
Ah, where we start now? So something in me doesn't want to accept the truth. Uh, this is a universal uh, resistance. No, something doesn't want to accept. You know, if you for this it puts all kind of excuses. We know this also. Also, I'm sorry, but I don't understand what it is. I don't understand what it is that doesn't want to accept the truth. Also, I doubt about my real position. I sense it, but I cannot say it is what I am 100%. So who is measuring? Uh, I cannot say it is what I am 100%. Because my person is very violent and angry and so on, so it seems like a big jump from, from that one to pure consciousness. I am tired of myself, yet I don't know how to accept the truth. I'm reading over, as you see. Also, I get very angry with my partner when he approaches me with anything stupid, because it, I feel it is too small. And then I suffer this anger also for two days now. Again, uh, He's also watching your satsangs. Please pray for him as well. I have a yearning for this truth, but it seems I really have the worst ego as well. Anything you can say about this is a blessing. So all the things you talk about, I can put them all together. Because if you try and go one by one by one, you will not be able to do anything about it. It's all just coming from uh, the ego, which is more like a spoilt child. And you know, whatever you do, no, 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 nothing, no, 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 no. I want to sit, no, 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 no. Keep quiet, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so what to do, what you will do? And then uh, you can't take this, uh, this child and put it somewhere, this one, because uh, it's a Siamese twin. Uh, you can't, can't, can't get away from him, what you can do? So um, I don't take all these things one by one seriously. I don't take it like that. It's just coming from the ego, which I'm not going to try and cure the ego. Uh, it's like, even if you spend 10 years trying to cure it, in the end, you still have to throw it out. Throw it out means, uh, it's not worth trying to cure the ego, these things, the ego behavior. Uh, most important is to recognize you are not it. You are not it. That may be more um, uh, simple for you, 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 <clears throat> may be more simple, because to point what you are is not something you can see. You cannot see what you are, but you can see what you are not. I used to say, there's nothing you need to do to be what you are, because you are there. But there's something you need to do in order to, to um, there's nothing you have to do to see what you are, but there's something you need to understand in order to be, to stop being what you are not. You see? And you must begin to observe. Because all these are sensations, their feelings, their thoughts, their energies arising in you. And you being who? 
Well, actually, you are the consciousness. Then why are they happening so strong? Because the, the consciousness has adopted personhood, and it is personhood that suffers in this way, not the consciousness, not the universal consciousness, but the person, the localized mode of consciousness that takes the form of a person. So these type of trouble, they are personal. Universal consciousness cannot have this trouble. You see? So what, why are these troubles coming also? You can say they produce an opportunity to aspire to go beyond them. If you're going to say anything good about it, is that it's just better I just get out of that state. I've got to get out how how to do. Well, first by hearing it is not what you are. Whatever you can see or experience, even what you might know, eh, it cannot be what you are. Not if you are searching for ultimate uh, reality of yourself. Everything is a cloud passing, everything. There has just been a habit to identify with these, uh, these phenomena. They are coming and going. I am tired of myself, of course, you are tired. Not of your true self. You haven't found true self yet. You can never be tired of your true self. You can only be tired of carrying this donkey on your back. You can never be tired of your true self. Because one, yourself is weightless. It is weightless. The ego is as heavy as carrying a donkey on your back, a fat donkey on your back. So you're going to get tired. Why to be carrying a donkey? That you'll get tired and then you want to give it up. I am tired of myself, yet I don't know how to accept the truth. Uh, when you see that you don't have to carry the donkey, you put him down, then you'll find that, whoa, the, the relief and the release, you automatically start to feel more like yourself. Then from there, it will just be a, continue, a continuing of the natural refinement and natural knowing of yourself. You cannot do it. You cannot judge your real weight by carrying a donkey on your back. It is not true, you see? So, also, I get very angry with my partner when he approaches me with anything stupid because it feels, it feels it's too small. You'll probably get uh, annoyed by many people. At a certain point, when you're getting fed up of yourself, you're getting fed up of the whole world. You cannot be even with yourself, meaning what? You cannot ever be feeling like that with your nat in your natural state. It is only because we are somehow uh, still invested, uh, consciously or unconsciously or subconsciously, with the wrong idea of yourself. Now it's hurting. I don't know how old you are in this picture. You look like you could be in your mid, late 20s or 30s. So, so, so many years you're carrying this wrong identity, then at some point it's going to be too much. So you are coming to that stage where, no, I cannot carry on the way that I have been, believing myself to be this person which 
you've told me I am not. And then when you are angry with the people close to you, and then you also suffer that anger also. And now for two days you're in angry state. So for me, this one, Miss You, uh, is uh, is approaching being a very good candidate for freedom. When you cannot bear yourself anymore, when you cannot stand yourself in this case, meaning your ego identity, if something is feeling no, no, I can't carry on like this. No? Then I feel it is a it's a good opportunity that either you're going to wake up or you'll crack up. You know, something has got to go. And so you've written this letter, so I am with you on it already. Now we speak that he is also watching Satsang the partner. Please pray for him also. I have a yearning for this truth, but it seems I really have the worst ego as well. Why you want to have the best ego? Better you have the worst ego. When you have the worst ego, you have to give him up, no? You have the, uh, if you have the best ego, you will continue uh, sleeping. If you have the worst ego, you have to get away. You follow? So I'm happy to be even giving her good news about her suffering. That yes, it means that you are giving all the signs that you need to be free uh, of what? Mm? Of a lot of contaminated concepts and beliefs about yourself. How? Again, by noticing that anything you feel, it doesn't matter how intimate, sometimes these feelings can feel closer than intimacy. They feel like it's the air in your lungs. It feels like it's the blood flowing in your veins. It feels like you're totally contaminated. But it's still only conceptually created. Those energies, uh, the, the consciousness, mm, somehow has chosen to experience like this for a while, in order to come to a place where it's unbearable to associate with phenomenon, to associate with a phenomenal identity, and now it wishes to be free of it. It can't take it anymore. This is why I say, you are a good candidate for freedom. Also, people in prison are good people for satsang. You've got nothing much else doing. You have, more, you have to give more your attention. You have time to focus on things. When we have too much of an exaggerated notion of choices and all of this, then we have too many things too involved in the world. But you, she has got to such a point now, it's too much saturated with the nonsense of being a person. I see even here, people sometimes are not ready to, to separate or to at least uh, to leave the person or to see that the person is not real. Sometimes we don't want to see that. What you want is to... Um, of course, we want to keep the good bits, the good things. And there are good things in the personal life. But that is coming from your higher state of consciousness. When the person goes, your good qualities will not go. Suppose you are trained uh, as a, a ballerina or an artist, and who, what caused you to develop that? Your ego? No, consciousness wants to express all these things. 
You see? They do no harm. They probably bring much joy in the world or so. So how would it mean that by waking up to the truth means you can no longer be an artist? That's not true. It's not true. You may find that if you were trying to be an artist for fame, then maybe you'll find that when you wake up, you lose your interest in art because you don't want to be famous anymore. You don't care about fame. But if you are doing your work for joy, then why should it go? I, I hope you are reassured by this, because sometimes people feel that they have to give up everything, they have to become uh, something else. No. The self is not else. So where to go now? The bottom part I don't need to read, because uh, that part. But it's all in here, in this part, that I've read something doesn't want to accept this truth. But I don't understand what it is, so don't worry about that. Also, I doubt about my real position. I don't want to come in there. I sense it, but I cannot say what I am 100%. You cannot, of course, because you are in the ego state. What can you see? Everything is some, some twisted concepts, misconceptions. So I would not want to listen to your story. If you are telling me something, I'd say, no, it will be contaminated with too much personhood. So where, is the, where can the help be offered in this letter? Um, my person is very violent and angry and so on. So it seems like a really big jump from, to, to go from, one, uh, from that person to pure consciousness. And I'm tired of myself, yet I don't know how to accept the truth. So all these are the symptoms of ego only. So I'm not trying to treat the ego. And same thing with you, if you can relate, not to the specifics necessarily of the letter, but the tone of it. Don't, I'm not trying to cure the problems of the ego. I'm trying to show you who you really are. And then if you catch this, then the whole ego falsehood will somehow get uh, seen and left. It, this can be a full cure, full cure today, actually. It's possible. But you have to take the medicine. What is the medicine? Be aware of all these things, aware of all these things happening inside. Hmm? and be aware also of the habit to identify with them. If you are not aware of this, identification take place with them, and then you will not be able to hear my words, because you are hearing the words inside the sickness itself. You see? I get very angry with my partner and so on, because he says, uh, he, when he says uh, something stupid. But what the ego is saying is stupid already. Your ego is thinking many stupid things. So you have to deal with your stupidness and other people's stupidness. 
So if I had to take you at your writing word and address you as though you are this person, I will need much more time than this, you know? And I'm not a psychotherapist, I'm not anybody like that. I'm seeing immediately what the problem is. Don't try to treat the problem uh, of such, but to look, you are not the problem. The problem is that you are identifying with a personhood state and you have the option to be free of identifying with that. It is the personhood state that is sick, not you. You must know the difference between the person and pure awareness self. You are more, one, not more, you're not more the awareness. You are totally the awareness, but unaware of your awareness. Now, you feel that by saying that, I don't know if Miss Yu can follow this. Will you follow it? You see, maybe thinking, oh, you know, the mind might say, but that's not helpful for me. Why don't you give me some awakening pill or something? I can't follow all this stuff. It's too much for me. So this I cannot help. Some of you have come here and, you know, had similar kind of intensity of this mind pulsation, but you listened and listened and gradually come to see the correct position. And gra who is making that noise outside there? Is the ego? <laughs> so I feel that uh, if you are really earnest, I've said enough and you can work with what I say. Again, what is it? You are capable of observing even the most intense, even in the body. Supposing you're having a panic attack. Anybody have panic attack before? Suppose inside, is it possible to observe with detachment a panic attack? Yes, it is. Thank you. When you're able to, uh, to acknowledge or recognize that even such a thing, you don't have to identify with it. Of course, in the beginning, the reflex is to identify what's happening to me. I think I'm going to die. I'm having an heart attack. All of that amplifies the, the situation. Now, by being neutral, somehow you're in the neutrality of pure seeing. You can observe that. The mind might say, but if you only see and don't do anything, maybe you're going to die. And then something, oh yes, maybe. And then, boom, you're in. What is the difference between that response that uh, you're observing, but you realize that by observing without identifying, somehow there's a distance from that. And that's just functioning, that's just a play. It will soon pass. Lightning and thunder is not going to break the earth in half. It soon it also goes. But it's not only that you're waiting for the situation to go, but more that you are just aware of your awareness. At the same time, you're aware of the pulsation of that. But it changes because you're your attention is rooted in awareness. This is the most powerful thing. That's one. We put this one here now. So, okay. I have severe depressive disorder that has a debilitating effect on the body and mind. 
it is difficult for me to meditate or inquire with the feelings and thoughts. I also experience intense feelings of dread out of the blue for no apparent reason. So I also experience intense feelings of dread, like something, you know, just suddenly, without expectation, it can come. I know intellectually this is the ego, but I have been told by the psychiatrist it's likely I won't be cured of this and that I'll have to cope with this illness for the rest of my life. What a horrible thing to be told. No psychiatrist, no doctor can tell you your sickness is going to be for the rest of your life. None of them can. They can tell you, but you should not believe it. You should not. I know I have some doctors in the house. I know there might be some psychotherapists and psychiatrists in the house. I am telling you. If somebody tells you you're going to be like this for the rest of your life, don't accept. Some things we can say, uh, yes, it is likely that this condition may go um, on maybe for a long time. But as long as you have some faith, and as long as you know you're not the body and the mind, you are not doomed. Sometimes you might be told, this you're going to have for the rest of your life, and it could turn out to be good also, in a way. I'll give you one example. One example. I remember some time ago, there was a man in satsang, in Papaji satsang, and he was always, uh, you know, a bit of a playboy around the place, in satsang, uh, he's always fooling around and so on. So one day he wrote to Papaji, actually put his hand up, and said that uh, he wants to know, I want to know, Papaji, how I can win freedom uh, uh, as soon as possible. So the master said to him, um, Yes, I am aware of you, and uh, I just want to tell you, um, uh, you will not be free in this life. So you can continue with your monkey business. You will not be free in this life, maybe next life. Well, you may think, Oh my God, how can Master say this? This is a very hard. But Master knew what is happening, because this struck so hard that uh, this man changed. He said, I'm not having that. I have to win freedom. And all the monkey business fell. Yes. No more monkey. He became monk. No <laughs> monkey. And like this. So, in this case, uh, the reaction it created uh, really intensified his urge and focused himself. No, no, I, I, I can't let this life. No, I cannot give up my life for these foolish things, my behavior. So, change. So, in one way, I can say everything is everything, it's okay, whatever. But I feel that to, to say that to someone who is very weak, not that doctors say intentionally for anything, maybe feel, yes, according to my discipline, uh, you are likely to have this for the rest of your life. And it could be true. It could be true. But I don't like to feel like I cut off the oxygen for anybody. I say, actually, it can change.
I don't want to break your faith. It can change. There's a lot can change because you have the power of consciousness. It can change. Then I give you back some power. Because if you tell somebody you're likely uh, that you are going to die from this illness, I know that I'm getting into troublesome waters to talk like this. But some of them, they give up so quick already. So, in the end, whatever, it's okay. From the highest situation, from the highest looking, it's all okay, I guess. So, where are we now? I know intellectual. Ah, I also experience intense feelings of dread out of the blue with no apparent reason. I know intellectually this is the ego. But I've been told by the psychiatrist it's likely I won't be cured of this and that I'll have to cope with this illness for the rest of my life. You may, you may ask who is the one feeling? I know it's me feeling, not consciousness. But it's very intense and, I, and won't let go. You may ask who is the one feeling Feeling, I know it's my feeling, not consciousness, but is very intense and won't let go. Not sure if I understand that. I'm not sure you have any insight to offer this one. Uh, or you may ask, you're saying, I may ask, who is the one feeling this? Uh, I know it's me feeling, uh, not consciousness, I see. But it's very intense and won't let go. My single point I come back to, even if something feels, you know, I'm not going to let go. It's only because you believe this and you accept this and it feels like it's going to be some very long, drawn out process. But if you observe this, this is just a voice, it's a feeling appearing now. Soon it will also go. It may also come back, but I'm going to meet it the same way. It is only something apparent. It comes and goes. Do you get this thing, why I'm pointing like that? Identity, egoic identity, is the root of suffering. Personal identity, unquestioned, is the root of suffering. That ought to be good news for you, because it means you have an option. You don't have to be living only in the narrow world of personhood. Uh, you are much greater than that as consciousness. As body, this body is limited. As mind and person, it's limited. As consciousness, unlimited. But the, the body-mind is where desires function. Whereas in the total state, there is no desire. Why there is no desire? Because it is the perfect state. All things are naturally in harmony and balance there. Mm. Namaste Muji. Since I am not able to make it to Rishikesh, I wish to ask you, I am in a situation where I see my parents being harassed by some family members and they are in a helpless state. 
I see them, especially my mother, doing everything in her capacity, yet going through continuous betrayals. The situation has now prolonged for more than six months. I feel my mother doesn't have much more time in the body. It was sort of revealed in a dream, and I don't want her to carry resentment or hurt in her heart. My father is also in a very bad state, seeing my mother and himself going through it. I want your help regarding my mother, and also I want to ask, I can witness the weakness and be empty, but how will it help my mother or the situation. If I am in that space and it is not effortless at the moment and the external atmosphere is so disturbing, I just want to know, does it help? And how does it help? And is there any way you can help my mother? Please, Muji, I need a reply. This is an emergency. Niti. I want to point out something because it seems like uh, the personal circumstances of people is competing with uh, the, the focus that seems to be more present here in this room, in satsang. Uh, something is coming up. The mind is coming up more about resolving personal issues and not understanding that if you awaken to the truth genuinely, it will begin to shed new light and healing on your circumstances and situation. We feel, let me take care of these problems first, or something. Or the problems, the problem environment and atmosphere is coming up strongly when you are watching your you're watching satsang online, Rishikesh, and these things are coming up more and more. So I can't give my proper attention to satsang in Rishikesh because these things are coming up. I wonder sometimes if uh, these things are coming up because from the mind is coming strong resistance to really listening to the master key, to receiving the master key, not for just this problem, but for all problems. Your awakening to the truth, because your mother didn't write this letter, father didn't write this letter, you wrote the letter. So, if you yourself received, you know, freedom from the one who is worried and concerned and want to do something, if you could wake up to the truth of who you are, that would be greater help to your mother and father. You would bring God into the house, not medicine. You follow where I'm going with this? 
Of course, you write like this. I bless that situation, in fact, that uh, yes, okay, that uh, by grace the, the situation will change. But uh, then, next situation, next situation after next situation, when you have woken up, situations come and go, they are not anything to feel like it stops you or something. And uh, I want to. I want your help regarding my mother. I also want to ask. I can witness the weakness and be empty. Really, but how will it help my mother or the situation if I am in that space and it is not effortless at the moment, and the external atmosphere is so disturbing? I just want to know how does it help? No. You put a condition on your seeing. I'm, I'm looking and I can see, and I come to a place of uh, easiness and stillness. But, uh, but how does that help my mother? How does it help my mother? You have not taken your medicine. You could also use this situation to deepen more, make it more urgent for your seeing. Also, some of you might say, but still, would it not be better to correct the situation for the family, and then they can return to their satsang? If you remember the story of Bhagavad Gita. Now two armies are facing each other for battle. They are probably only, you know, three quarters of a kilometer away from each other. Krishna and Arjuna is on one side at the head of one army, and the other army is waiting there over there. They're ready, all saddled up. Can you imagine so much adrenaline, so much testosterone on that field? The horse. And then they're waiting for the for the trumpet to whoa, get into the biggest nastiest affair of killing each other and whatever. And right there, at the most tense moment you can imagine, hmm? Krishna is having satsang with Arjuna. <laughs> right there, at the at the height of the most stressful, we may not we don't know what the outcome. Krishna did not say to Arjuna, Arjuna, there are some things I want to tell you about existence. And um, if we survive this battle, we, I take you for a holiday in Goa. <laughs> we drink some coconut and things, and I can tell you the wonderful thing about what you are and existence. No, right on the battlefield there. Right on the battlefield, people are waiting for fights. It's having satsang. <laughs> what is the point? That right in the midst of what may appear to be your crisis, your satsang should take place there. Not when everything is nice and peaceful, and you now I can have satsang and chai. <laughs> no. In the most pulsating and challenging circumstances, uh, your satsang is 
activated, present, you see. And it will guide everything, in fact. And the quintessence of Bhagavad Gita is what? He say, that which exists can never not exist. That which does not exist can never exist. That which is cannot be killed, cannot be burnt, cannot be drowned. It is the eternal spirit. You are this. But because Arjuna did not grasp that, and Krishna had to speak more, the soldiers had to wait longer, eh? and the world received Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita could be one page if we understood. Eh? This is uh, what is this? This is A4, not even. Bhagavad Gita could be this big. One page it could be. If you grasp it, but because we didn't grasp it, we have big book now, and then everybody go, "Thank you, Lord Krishna, for Bhagavad Gita." Hmm? And it said, I've heard it said, some of you can maybe verify that even after Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna did not fully get it. Can anybody verify? Yeah. Yes, we can verify that that's what's been said. We don't know what actually happened to Arjuna. Maybe Arjuna has come back to satsang today. No disrespect. This one is a little bit long. Let's see if we can have one. Fun one, and fun one, fun one, fun one. Namaste, Muji Baba. You said even the awareness is observed. Could you please talk more about this in your next satsang in Rishikesh? Deepest regards and gratitude, Arjun. <laughs> <laughs> This is consciousness dancing. This is consciousness dancing for sure. Look, and it doesn't say Arjun somehow such a dev or something. Just Arjun. P.S. After trying to observe who or what is observing the awareness itself, the attached following symbol comes to my mind. What does that mean? I don't know. Anybody know that symbol? It's uh, like a curve with a line and dot and a dot. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe it just made it up or something. I don't know. Look at that. <laughs> you said even the awareness is observed. Could you please talk more about this in your next satsang in Rishikesh? 
deepest regard and gratitude actually. <laughs> okay. Okay, Arjun, okay, okay. Even the awareness is observed, but uh, it is not observed. Uh, only awareness can know awareness. Non-dual. When I say it is a non-phenomenal, <laughs> I can't get over it. When, when I say it is a non-phenomenal recognition, it means not one thing recognizing another thing. It is uh, spontaneously known. By knowing what you are not, you intuitively come to know what you are, without needing to see. Also, you see. So it's good to correct this. You said even the awareness is observed. So maybe the mind goes. You see. So there's something more deeper than awareness. Is there two awarenesses? That one awareness is aware of the other awareness. No. They are self-aware. When I gave example today, is keep on putting the attention first on the sense of being, the sense of being, this conscious presence, without creating any images about it. The energy gets reflected back, and one experiences the environment of the seeing. That is also perceivable. This is not yet absoluteness, you see. And then also, gradually, gradually, uh, there is nothing to reflect back consciousness. Only consciousness, the pure consciousness alone, is there. What can know this? Or consciousness only, no. It doesn't know it informationally. It knows it spontaneously. I'm going to keep this letter over here. <laughs> Maybe under one before. I don't know what they they go together. Okay. <laughs> Dear Muji, Namaste, and thank you for receiving this letter. Okay. I was listening to one of your meditation meditations as was and was deep in my looking when you said there is no person. This hit me to my core. And in that moment, I felt nothing but the shell of this body, and yet, as though I contain within me the vastness of the universe. My mind, though, panicked, as it could no longer reference my person. You get this? The beginnings of a panic attack ensued, and I gradually took shape again, as my mind persisted to identify with something other than the Self. Weaknessable? Since then, my mind has become so busy, particularly with thoughts of how dangerous this process is, and that without my mind, I would be left vulnerable. In my heart, I know these things are untrue, yet this fear is so strong and feels, although it is illusory, to be a barrier to me stabilizing in my true self. Timeless love, Lucy. 
Good letter to hear today? Ah. I read again. I was listening to one of your meditations as was deep in my looking when you said there is no person. This hit me to my core and in that moment I felt nothing but the shell of this body and yet as though I contained within me the vastness of the universe. My mind though panicked as I could no longer reference my person. Also one friend, she was walking through the market and she had been to satsang, walking through the market, and she said after, uh, something vanished. My identity vanished, and all that remains was this sense of walking through the market. There was just walking through the market. You know? Not just not the body by itself walking through the market, nothing in it, huh? but not with the, the personhood identity there. It had gone. There was the awareness and just the body moving through the market. Yeah? In awareness. Awareness is there. But the usual um, tenant of the house, the person was not there. Then panic came. And the panic came, it is as though whoop, back in the body. And then a feeling of, ah, thank you followed by a feeling of, oh no, what have I done, this type of thing. No? So this has happened quite a few people. Uh, they experienced absence of personhood, but, uh, and in that instant, there is just the vastness. I mean, there's no end to what is there. You see? But uh, the, the sense of the person vanished, and just pure consciousness is there. But then a panic came, and with the thought come, what did the thought here say? My mind panicked though, as it could, could no longer reference my person. You know, where, where are you? What's happened? Then some fear triggered some fear, and the fear sucked the sense of the person back into the body feeling, and immediately followed by that. Thank you. I'm back. Followed by, oh no, did I miss my awakening or something like this. The beginnings of a panic attack in followed, and I gradually took shape again as my mind persisted to identify with something other than the self. Can you hear this? You understand this? People at the back is there? Okay. Since then, my mind has become so busy, particularly with thoughts of how dangerous this process is. Process of what? Of awakening and discovering that uh, the person is thinning away. The personal reference seems to be thinning away. And in that moment, there's a feeling of I'm disappearing. Many people go to the doctor. They go to, the, to, their, to their, their doctor and saying that I feel like I'm dying. It's true. They go, doctor, and uh, doctor, I think I'm dying. I think I'm dying. And the doctor checks them and says, nothing wrong with you. Mr. Mind, 
because they cannot find the usual reference for the personal self for the person. That something is so that reaction comes. <clears throat> so now the mind, the beginnings of a panic attack ensued and gradually took shape again. And I gradually took shape again as my mind persisted to identify with something other than the self. It did not want to come back to the self. No fear of the self has arisen. Since then, the mind has become so busy, particularly with thoughts of how dangerous this practice is, and that without my mind, I would be left vulnerable. That means you need your mind to protect you from this infinite self. In my heart, I know these things are untrue, yet this fear is so strong and feels, although it is illusory, to become a barrier to me stabilizing in my true self. This is a good letter to read today, because it will come. Sometimes when you have come to a profound experience, I said, ah, very good, but now a storm is coming. And this storm is the mind. It's going to play everything to sink this ship of the self, so to speak. With every doubt, it came. Panic attack came. Panic attack feels like you are, you are going to die now. And you know why you're going to die? Because you want to wake up to something. This thing is not good. It's going to destroy you, and this is the mind. Can you overcome this attack? I know some people can't bear this kind of talk because the mind, you mean, you mean my mind, my person is going to be uh, exchanged? Ooh, that's very expensive thing. My person came here to get the self. I didn't come here to be replaced by the self. And fear will come. Fear will come. That's why I say, I don't expect so many of you to be here. Because fear will attack you more than many people in the world. Because what? There isn't enough space in heaven? No, not that. No. It's just maybe I can say maybe it is so high the realization of the self. And all of us are carrying the virus of personhood to come out of that, and you cannot cheat. You will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But as David said, I will fear no evil, knowing you are with me. You are what? The Supreme Self. So the mind has become very busy, particularly with thoughts of how dangerous she highlights. She put this 
this process is and that without the mind, my mind, I would be left vulnerable. Who is going to be vulnerable? The self-image, the self-portrait, the idea you have of yourself, the ego is going to feel vulnerable. Oh, oh, we can't have that, we must protect. And so you go back to sleep. In my heart I know these things are untrue, yet this fear is so strong and feels, although it is illusory, it has become a barrier to stabilizing in my true self. It can begin to feel the simplicity of what I'm pointing can be, feel like you have taken on the worst risk you could take, and now what's happening to you now? You've brought great fear into your life. You feel vulnerable. Oh, what has happened? And some people they turn away. They even turn against also. They also maybe become enslaved by these thoughts. And everybody has this seed of fear in them. But you remember, many are they who transcended and came back as the evidence, yes, I am here like that. Don't worry. Don't be afraid of this dragon. So my question to you is, are you here to go all the way? Yes. This is very good. Okay, this is one. Identity seems thinning out. There is more wisdom and discernment in me. I know I cannot control anything. Anything. Also, many times these days, there is no me doing things, and things get better done than before. And I'm more or less relaxed and at peace within myself. Whatever happened, or is happening, or will happen, is what is supposed to happen, so no regrets. Grace and self-created self suffering both helped to see that suffering was self-made, as well as given divinely, and was necessary to debond me, meaning to Free me. My husband, who is a pure heart patient, and his on daily dialysis was my biggest attachment and suffering in my life. Made me physically so sick that I got a cancer, but grace has, all, has been always with me. I am better in health than ever before. I still cry sometimes, but now from a place of gratitude and not from desire and helplessness like before. Now there is 
still extreme sadness and an anguish in my heart, but along with it, a lot of uncaused joy and lightness. Sadness does not dissolve, even though inquiry, oh sorry, sadness does not dissolve even through inquiry, but it is okay to be sad. I am ever grateful to you for changing me beyond recognition from my old self. Love you, love you, Saraj Joel, New Delhi. So sometimes we have to go through this fire where things, uh, there's good and bad, strong contrasts are happening, but there's a silence within your heart, something that makes you know that everything is fine. You are not you are not responsible for holding this universe together, for who will come or who will go. And something inside is expanding beyond size into this understanding. I am ever grateful to you for changing me beyond recognition from my old self. Where is this old self? It is not anymore uh, a reference for what I am. Very good, very good letter, very good letter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dearest Muji, when I started to awaken, I had an experience of the universe speaking to me through people constantly. Anytime I posed a question, it would answer back. I also would have moments where I would touch this deep inner knowing of why things are. Having experienced the deep inner knowing, it is hard to grasp that I am no thing because I have seen that I am everything. It is, it is just the no thing, is it just the no thing posing as everything? And if it is no thing, why the deep inner knowing? I have yet to receive a response to this question. Can you speak to this with great love and respect? Terry Wells from Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, Tahoe in USA. When I started to awaken, are we all okay? You can, you are okay? Yes. You need a break? No. When I started to awaken, I had an experience of the universe speaking to me through people constantly. Any time I posed a question, it would answer back. I also would have moments where I would touch this deep inner knowing of why things are, of why things were. Having experienced the deep inner knowing, it is hard to grasp that I am no, no thing because I've seen that I am everything. Now, 
It is just the no. Is it just the no thing posing as everything? Uh, yes. While we have a somethingness about us, we are attracted to other things and everything. In our cultures, we are expected, particularly in Western culture and so on, that you are to become, even in Indian culture also, you are to become the best something you can be, not the best nothing you can be. Your parents generally won't accept. So it says, having experienced the deep inner knowing, it is hard to grasp that I am nothing because I've seen that I am everything. Is it just the no thing posing as everything? I'd rather say that out of the no thing comes the apparent everything. And everything, even everything, has the no thing inside it. We don't have to know that right now. It will get confirmed. If you don't chase this, and I would say don't worry about that, at the right time it will reveal itself in you. Right now we maybe don't need to know that unless it is spontaneously arising for you. Okay. Uh, is it just the no-thing posing as everything? And if it is, if it is no-thing, why the deep inner knowing? The deep inner knowing is not about something. The deep inner knowing is not an informational knowing. The deep inner knowing is the, the infinite, uh, the infinite uh, self. That's why it's knowingness and not knowledge. It's an intuition, it's a sense. It's a, a knowing that you cannot write about, you cannot make a thesis about it. It's the self knowing itself beyond information. So, is it just the no-thing posing as everything? And if it is no-thing, why the deep inner knowing? I have not, I have yet to receive a response to this question. Can you speak to this? If it is no thing, why the deep inner knowing? The deep inner knowing you mentioned before, and I was also wanting to stop there, but I read on. It started again. When I started to awaken, I had an experience of the universe speaking to me through people constantly. Okay. This is fine, that sometimes you are thinking about something, somebody speaks and refers to it and says, ah, that's it. They may not think that they are saying something important, but your hungry consciousness accepted, yes, thank you, this is what I was waiting for. Anytime I posed a question, it would answer back. Sometimes we exaggerate about that a little bit, okay? I also would, would have moments where I would touch this deep inner knowing of why things were. Why, why things were? I'm going to leave that hanging for now. Why things were? Maybe more what things are in their substance. Because why they, why they were? Why things were? is in a sense to affirm that they are as things. But what is their essence would be a more truer revelation.
that there are appearances arising out of the no thing. Just like you lie on your back on a beautiful summer's day, looking at the sky, empty blue sky, and somehow you see a little movement, and suddenly it starts to shape itself into a cloud. Where it come from? From no thing it come. It appears for a while, and then it vanishes into no thing. A little metaphor. Everything arising out. Where do thoughts come from? Before there were thoughts, what were they? Emptiness. They come, and they again vanish. Or if we cling to them, something puts save, and they go into memory. But they have also passed. But you said, I want to hold on to them longer. They are there, and they come back again. Where things are coming from? Where is your hair coming from? You cut your hair and then it starts to come, come, come. Where it come from? If we open your head, will we see a bunch of hair inside there? No, where it come from? Out of no thing. You look at the tree and uh, where are the things coming from? Out of nowhere they are coming. Everything coming like that in the universe. Having experienced the deep inner knowing, it is hard to grasp that I am no thing, because I have seen that I am everything. Yes. Is it just the no thing posing as everything, appearing as through the everythingness? Yes. And the everything is constantly changing, it cannot hold its shape. The everythingness is constantly in flux, changing, coming, and everything. It comes, it grows. A tree grows, it gets cut down. It again, uh, it gets put into the shape of furniture. They get old, they decay, they get they come go back to nothing. Everything is like this. But what you are, it appears like it's no thing. It's no thing, but it's not the no thing of the mind. It is the no thingness out of which everythingness appears and is supported. Everything, the life force, the, the, all the forms, all the names, the play, the emotions, everything is coming out of him. So I hope this answers your question, Terry Wells. If, no th- if it is no thing, why the deep inner knowing? What does the deep inner knowing contain? What does deep inner knowing contain? Is a library? What is the deep inner knowing? I can ask you this question also. This deep inner knowing is what? Information? No. Very good. Good questions. Good question to um, beloved Muji. My soulmate, partner, sweetheart, best friend passed away one month ago. His name was Peter. I call him Pete. The most kind, beautiful, talented man I have ever known. 
an artist through and through. My grief is huge. Tears always close to the surface. It's hard to want to do anything, even to do, even to do the things we have to do in life. I am so grateful for my life, Muji, and the many people who loved me and whom I love. However, all I want to do right now is fly away to somewhere where I will no, not feel this pain. Where is this place? Would you please tell me something that I can hold on to during this heartache? So much love to you, dear Muji. Jnana. <clears throat> this pain, so intense, uh, your beloved, your closest friend, your dearest companion, your lover, your beloved, is now gone. Deep pain, deep grief is almost swallowing the sense of yourself. It is hard to want to do anything, even to do the things we have to do in life. I am so grateful for my life, Moji, and the many people who love me and whom I love. However, all I want to do right now is fly away to somewhere where I will not feel this pain. Where is this place? Uh, uh, feel the pain. It is important to feel the pain also. But the pain is heightened by the story and the attachments also, which also you must feel. There is something in that. There is also a lot of spiritual vitamins in this experience. Feel the pain. It is natural to want to escape. That is also natural. I want to go somewhere where this pain does not need. This is the first yearning sometime, yeah, to find the Self. You feel that when a human being passes away, God is grieving. Oh, no, not this one. Oh, I love this one so much. Maybe even those you have loved who have gone on before, uh, when you drop your body, oh, no, no, not Patricia. No, they are very happy to welcome you uh, at a certain state of consciousness. They are there also. But in the human story, in the human level, deep attachment is formed and intensified because of our own attachment to our bodily form and their bodily form also. And if we are too attached to the bodily form, sometimes we have not taken the time to discover your beloved's formlessness while they are with form also. You follow? Yes. yes, it's easy, because we know the language of form. We try to get the best language in form. But have we, have we developed the, 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 the real love that goes beyond bodily attachment and association also? Can there be love? 
in the awakened state? Sure, there is. Yes, but can there be love? Can a, a man be married? And can there be love in such a state? Yeah, of course, it is a beautiful love. A beautiful love. A love without craving, without addiction, without fear, also. A love we should discover. Why you see uh, Krishna associate Radha? Why Ram and Sita? You think Ram was perfect and perfect, and then Sita? Oh no, I got to deal with Sita and Sita. Oh, it was all going well until we have to. All our problems is coming up in our relationship. They must be a symbol of a transcendental love, even while the body is there. Relationship love also is useful on many levels. Romantic relationship also, because uh, it reaches places other relationships cannot go to. Sometimes it goes to the places where you have your your deepest fantasies, your deepest desires are exposed in them. So it plays a part in the in the game of life and. Uh, the journey of uh, evolution and transcendence also. It is there. In your spiritual journey also, it will be there. Pleasure and pain is in service to our awakening. Success and failure, hmm, happiness and tragedy, is also part of the environment through which we must grow like that. So. Yeah. I am so grateful for my life, Muji, and the many people who love me and whom I love. However, all I want to do right now is fly away to somewhere where I will not feel this pain. Feels like that. But the pain has a play, has a part, a role also. And it will also clean something. Uh, refresh something, awaken something also. Many people, their true, their spiritual life blossomed out of also tragedy and pain. Would you please tell me something that I can hold on to during this heartache? Well, I can tell you something that you can let go of. You can try also, because why the pain also? Is the idea you have of who you are and who your partner is in reality. And something can just begin to see and to let go of everything for a moment, even the idea I have of myself. If you don't want to let go, you may say, observe it. It's a softer way. Because they let go, you think, oh no, the reflex is to cling and uh, no, no, I don't let go. Do I have to let go? No, you don't. But why don't just observe it? Because if you can observe it, it can be there. But also, if you are observing, you get the chance to experience the place where you are observing from, and that it is a higher place. And this is very good. So, what to hold on to? To hold on means duality. I'm holding on to the memory, I'm holding on to the hope. Yeah, it's fine. All these things are steps. 
But try, if you can, let go of everything or observe. Start from emptiness and uh, look and see. Just observe. Does the emptiness need anything? Does it need completeness? Does it need attachment? Does it need association? Like this. Can I speak like this to you and you grasp? Yes, yes you can. It's not, I'm saying, don't care about life, but more, don't mind. Things come and you feel them, and you can get the chance to see your emotional connections and attachments, and then you can see who, what is it that's attached to what. And from the seeing place, recognize from the seeing place, the seeing is not attached to anything. Space is not attached to anything that is established in space. It's like you make a, a house and you have designated some spaces as bedroom, kitchen, bathroom, such things. And you say, this is the bedroom, this is kitchen, this is the dining room, this is the, this is the lounge, this is so and so. But the space in there doesn't know it is bedroom space. It doesn't say, oh, I'm a kitchen space. I cannot go and take a lump of kitchen space and say, I just want to transfer it to the bedroom, take a lump of bedroom space to, you know, it's just space. The self is beyond the subtlety of even the elemental space. I hope that by speaking like this, you don't have to kind of put something in your head. You can actually relate uh, through um, formlessness. You can see perfectly this. All this is arising in the space of pure awareness itself. When you have had enough, you show me. Or you can start to leave or something. Dear Muji, I don't want to live. Why you laugh? I don't want to live. I don't want to kill myself either. So I pretend to want liberation, but when the door feels like it's about to open, I refuse to pull the handle. Can you relate to what I'm speaking? The opportunity passes and I end up in the same place I started from. I am completely disconnected from life, you think. I don't trust life enough to go into it. I just want annihilation. Please help. Thank you, Julie. Again, I don't want to live. Maybe I don't want to live like this. I don't want to kill myself either, so I pretend I want liberation, but when the door feels like it's about to open, I refuse to pull the handle. Is this what you are or what you are noticing? You see, maybe just you're experiencing some feeling and 
and then some images, some imagination, some way that you are feeling, yes, I don't want, I'm too tired of this, and the mind is interpreting in this way. I don't want to live. I don't want, I don't want to know anybody. I don't want any friends. I don't want to go to any party. I'm just tired of everything. Then I, I, I feel like uh, I even pretend I want liberation. To whom do you have to pretend you want liberation? But when the door feels like it's about to open, uh, I pretend to want liberation. If you only pretend to want liberation, no door will open to you. You must know you are pretending, and pretending is not going to work. So your mind is pretending now a door is opening, hmm? but when the door feels like it's about to open, I refuse to pull the handle. I don't want. No, I don't want. I don't want. I, I go towards it, but if it feels like it's opening, no, something. Who is doing that? Who is doing all of that? The opportunity passes, and I end up in the same place I started from. I am completely disconnected from life. What about if you were disconnected from ego? Because who is making all this? What is playing all this role? I'm not interested in anything, don't want to live, I don't want to kill myself either, but I pretend I want liberation. But when the door of liberation is opening, it feels like it's opening, I refuse to pull, touch the handle. The opportunity passes and I end up in the same place I started from. I'm completely disconnected from life. I don't trust life enough to go into it. I just want annihilation. But when annihilation comes also, I know I don't want to. This is all the ego's game. Our minds can play like that. Uh, something started to play in some way with some negative association, and it also, a negative association also grow. Negative bad habits also develop. Good habits also develop. Bad habits also develop. We can see this. Hmm? I am completely disconnected from life. What it means you are disconnected? You wrote me a letter. Something is uh, seeking some guidance, some some help, no? So that intelligence is still there. I don't trust life enough to go into it. Maybe the life that you are speaking about is a certain, a certain kind of life. If you were experiencing life like myself, you would not write a letter like this. I am also experiencing life. Many people are experiencing life, very grateful for the experience. Mm? And even thankful for the body, thankful for the senses, thankful for health. There's somebody who say, I used to complain about the the, the, the state of my shoes until I saw a man with no feet. So sometimes we look, we say, ah, Look at this, I'm complaining about this, but I have so much. You see? 
So something has happened here. I don't trust life enough to go into it. But the one who is speaking all these things is this one trustworthy. See, I don't trust life to want to go into it. But you who don't trust life, are you also trustworthy? You see? So at this we also look. And then there must be another factor there. Something that sees all of this, and you're indicating actually, you're hinting that such a power is in you, that you are aware that all of these things, but you're not aware that you are aware of them. My mother, when she was uh, in the, the last stages of her life, and uh, she had the state, uh, they say, like dementia coming. Even one day, yeah, I spoke to her on the phone. She's in Jamaica, and I spoke to her on the phone. Mom, how are you doing? She said, Oh, my son, my son. Oh, you're so famous. Yeah? said, Yes, I went to someone's house today, and this lady had your pictures all over the wall. I said, Really? Then my sister came and says, a tea? You know, no. Actually, she was in her own room. <laughs> she went out and she came back and she was in. She came back into and she saw all your pictures and she didn't know where she was. She thought like this, no. So then a time came. She was also became very sad. And I said, "Mommy, what's happening?" She says, "I'm I'm I'm very very sad because I can't remember anything at all. Actually, I cannot remember anything." And I said to her, But at least you are aware that you cannot remember. And she said, Ah, yeah. it's true. I am aware that I can't remember. And that brought joy. I am aware that I cannot remember. Why? Because there's space in that, there's an awareness in this, you see. You need to become aware of your awareness, and not of the mind which is painting all these bad pictures. And that already, not big work. I don't want to give anybody big work. You have to go and do these things and all these exercises. No, simple like this morning. I told you, you just start with just being just by yourself. Just go sit by yourself for a moment. Outwardly and inwardly also, meaning there is a natural sense of being, the, the intuition, the knowing, I am just here, empty, and don't uh, connect with any thought flow, or intention, or desire, or any image. And I said to you in the beginning, if you are not used to it, the mind might come to try and distract and everything, but stay with it, and gradually you will become less aware of the things that are going, and become aware of the place you are watching from. When you start to become, these are the early stages of natural self-awareness. When you become fully aware of yourself, there is no story there, there is no history. It is not about that. It is like, I cannot say what it is like.
It's not like anything. It's like itself. Nothing in this world, nothing that the senses can bring or imagination can bring, can compare to this. And just awakening to this, all your seeming problems begin to float away. They are not real. And the one who has been suffering them also is flying away. Stay with it. I don't trust life enough to go into it. It's okay. If that life is the one painted in your mind, don't go into anything. I just want annihilation. I just want to end. So the letter could be read in two ways. Hmm? from a very mental, personal way, and maybe from a higher state of consciousness. Eh? I, I want to be free from my mind. I want to be free from the mind um, identity. When you are, this letter will not... Uh, you will look at this letter, you don't know who wrote it. Or you will vaguely remember, ah, yes, it's my old, my old nature would write this letter. Yeah? You, we, we move on. No? He said that uh, with all these uh, strong things we're reading, a little bit of lightness. He said that uh, when, when. Uh, one butterfly uh, was going through airport customs, and he got stopped. Immigration stopped him. Show me your passport. So they showed the passport, and it's a picture of caterpillar. <laughs> I said, "But uh, stop, stop there. That doesn't look like you." So the butterfly said, "It's an old photo." Oh God. Oh. This is how I amuse myself sometimes. <laughs> okay. Dear Muji, mind is being observed, emotions are being observed, person, ego, past, and longings are being observed. But body is in so much pain, pain is also being observed. But somehow it seems one, somehow it seems one with pain that you're observing. There seems no distance from me to pain to pain and pain body. Please point me to me. So pain body is also being fully observed. Thank you, Danny. Everything observing, no? Mind is being observed. Emotions are being observed. Person, ego, past, longings are all being observed, but body, in capital letters, is in so much pain. Pain is also being observed, but somehow it seems one with being. So pain and being become like one. The pain is so, so, it, 
if you, the pain starts, say, at uh, uh, four out of ten, in turn, what about five out of ten? Ah, yes, ooh, yes, yes. Can you still observe? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Six. Mm. Can you still observe? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's very painful. Try seven. <coughs> Can you still observe? Uh, yes, 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 yes. But they're closing. They're closing. That's observed also. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Try eight. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you still observe? Uh, the pain is so loud now. Yeah, but the pain is loud, it's also observed, no? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Try nine. Uh, yeah. Stop, 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 stop. But we saying stop, but they're observing or something else. Yeah, it's still observed, it's still observed. <laughs> it's still observed. <clears throat> no, don't go to ten. No, 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 don't go to ten. <laughs> is it observed? No, 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 no. <laughs> Only the pain is here. What knows that? Ah, yes, yes. It is observed. It's observed. It's. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's like from nine and whoa, 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 ten. Whoa, is it observed? To hell with observing. No, no. <laughs> doctor, doctor. What is that? Uh, is it like this? Uh, you don't know. <laughs> Has it been up to that place? Uh, physical pain can be like this. Emotional pain can be just as strong. Hmm? At what point will the pain cancel the awareness of pain? Are they one? They can be one? Well, maybe seem like it fills the pain, fills so much. Uh, the space that there seemed to be no gap. <clears throat> Can the pain be the same size as the awareness? Are we being theoretical here? Very, very um, poignant letter, no? To say like this, yes. Person, ego, past and longings are being observed, but body is in so much pain. Pain is also being observed, but somehow it seems one with being. There seems no distance from me to pain body. Maybe when the, some experience is so overwhelming, uh, we become unconscious. If the consciousness cannot, don't, don't want to bear it, it just cuts out. Also, or it finishes. It leaves body. Any volunteers for that? No, no. Not one. It's <laughs> okay. Namaste, Guruji. You are my only support in this world. I am living only by the love and support given by your and Papaji's YouTube satsangs. I feel totally in, incompatible uh, with world and family at this phase. Conditioning becomes unbearable. They create confusions and fear in my mind. 
they don't even allow me to come to see and hear your satsangs. Yesterday, my brother has beaten me so badly and injured my arm when I make decision to go to Rishikesh. Please, Father, help me. Totally out of moves. I don't want to stay in the dark cloud of negative energies. Please give me your suggestion and blessing, my Father, my Lord, my everything. One girl in India. Why? She doesn't want to elope and go somewhere. She's not looking to work in some nightclub. She's not wanting to go and travel the world. I just want to go to Satsang. Why you would beat her? This situation must change for both parties. By the power of God, if my life means anything at all. It said sometimes, when you search for truth in this world, some will trouble you, some will hate you, they will persecute you also. Who? Are these merely people, or are they forces working in people for darkness? Who hurts someone who is in search of truth? from your own family, who would do such thing? So, I am with you. God is with you. And they will not be able to hide. Something has been trying to get rid of personality. Myself as a person. What has now become clear is that the personality doesn't have to go because even the idea of me personally is seen by me without judgment or interest. Thank you, thank you. Your son always, Om Prakash. 
Something has been trying to get rid of personality, myself as a person. What has now become clear is that the personality doesn't have to go, because even the idea of me personally is seen by me without judgment or interest. Then if it is seen without judgment or interest, interest being more strong word here, then this seeming problem will become superficial, and the greatest blow to the egoic mind is when its signals, its voice becomes insignificant for you. When something becomes insignificant, it ceases existing in consciousness for you. So that is not an episode that's going to go on for much longer. If you have come to that uh, seeing, no? Hmm. First, trying to get rid of personality. Who is trying to get rid of personality? The one who is linked with personality is trying to get rid of personality. And that one also, who is one to get rid of personality, also shares personality and the sense of being. But it is not a, a reliable or a stable state. When this is seen, then you put mm, what has now become clear is that personality does not have to go, because even the idea of me personally, the idea of me personally, is seen by me without judgment or interest. If there is no interest, it won't be too long seen by you. You will not notice. You don't have to transcend something that has no meaning for you. It's true or not? If you have no interest in a thing, why do you have to transcend it? It doesn't exist effectively. It's only those things that you have strong interest and attachment, they cause you trouble. And now you have to try and get, uh, get over it. Good. <clears throat> Respect uh, Pranams Muji Baba. Your teachings have changed my life completely. I am letting life take care of life and observing all the happenings come and go without showing any interest. But it's a while now that the observation state is going on. It's not an effort, but I don't know what to do to merge the two, observer and observed. Please show me the way forward with utmost respect. Lakshmi Pandalai Pandalai. Pandalai, Pandalai. So we are fine up to there, but it's a while now that the observ- observation state is going on. Today I spoke about this that um, what is the purpose of observing first? Well, initially we are observing phenomenon, we are observing the traffic of emotions and thoughts and feelings that come up in the field of consciousness and with true identity, we are observing, observing. What is the purpose of observing? That forever you are observing phenomenally? No, you will become tired or interested. What is the purpose of observing? To come to the point when you see that observing, whatever you are observing, none of this is stable. Everything is coming and going. That is one important observation, everything is coming and going. So for how long are you going to keep going? If you do it for three weeks, you still see everything is coming and going. Three months, 
everything is coming and going. Three years, everything is just coming and going. Thirty years, everything is coming and going. Three hundred years, it's not changing. Everything is coming and going. So once you know that, then the pull to keep noticing that is already dropping. Then somehow I say, actually, be aware that you are observing this. That which is observing all of this, what is that? Then what happens is the, en- the energy comes back, and we start to become aware of the place of awareness itself. And that is going to change. Suddenly, a lightness will come. Spaciousness, a sort of peace, a wellness, a wellness will be felt. No? It is a joy is there, and the pull to go towards things is thinning away quickly, because now the fascination is in self-awareness. The more you spend in self-awareness. Your world become harmonious because the heart of your world is yourself, and if that is in harmony, then your world is in harmony more. Even disharmony becomes a part of the great harmony, like this. And please put it to the test. Then you may tell me it doesn't work for me. Try and see, and see how long it will take. Uh, to prove this, yes. See how long it will take to prove this. Should I do another few more? We almost finished, I think. Don't say it for me. I mean, I'm cool. I'm, I'm happy to go home and sit down. Uh, what do you know? This one, this one, or this one. This one, okay. Everybody's gonna say something different. Dear Muji Baba, Namaskar Muji Baba. Hope all is well. Yes, thank you. This is Ivy from Hong Kong. Suppose I will be there physically with you all next week, but due to the virus outbreak, travelers from China and Hong Kong are banned from entering India at the moment, which I understand. <coughs> Baba, I'm scared. I don't know this fear. I don't know this fear arises is because I'm afraid of catching the virus, or I'm afraid of infecting people, or afraid of death. I couldn't find where my fear comes from, but I feel heavy with the surroundings under this situation. I try to get out from this using my daily spiritual practice. But I couldn't apply. I feel like I'm surrounded by clouds. Mujibaba, how to deal with problems if one can't even address if one cannot even address what the problem is? Please advise with love, Ivy. So fear, like anything else, like any other kind of fear. It comes 
uh, for the person, not for the pure consciousness. It, like any other thing, fears come up also, and they go. Fears come up and go. Where the person feels under threat, fear will be loud. When the threat ceases, the person will be uh, again happy. Now they say, and so anything that that creates turbulence for the sense of the person, we will call it fear. We will not. We want it to go. I tried to get out from this using my daily spiritual practice, but I couldn't apply it. Because uh, you're trying to, you know, do your spiritual practice as a as a painkiller, as a fear blaster. You see, um, and uh, it wasn't working. I feel like I'm surrounded by clouds. Dark clouds are surround me. Surround my my identity. Surround my self belief. What to do? Then begin to observe this person rather than acting as this person looking for a remedy. Begin to observe not just the fear, but the one who is afraid. We must do this, must do this, until you see that it is actually possible and becomes easy and natural. Mm. Muji, how to deal with problems if one cannot even address what the problem is? What is the problem here seems to be the fear of infection, the fear of what may come out of it, that uh, you know I may die from this infection or so. This is the fear. And also the limitations that you know I'm not able, you're under curfew, you cannot go anywhere. Use these things for your awakening. You'd be surprised. This is super booster for awakening. When your ego cannot uh, monkey around, it's, it's fixed. You feel paralyzed by your situation. Then you're forced to introspect. Don't keep identifying with the ego. Yeah, but I want to come out. I want to go. And then nobody, even if somebody's talking to you, you cannot hear them because you're in your ego madness. So when such a state comes and we feel intensely fear is coming, then I say you are aware of this fear because before the fear came, you were aware of the previous state. Now fear has come. Now you're aware of fear. What is it like? The awareness of the fear is one thing. What about awareness of the awareness? Can you try? Maybe at the beginning, such a person would go, No, 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 I can't, no, 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 I can't focus right now. Please, please take me to some place, please give me. And you have to pull them back and say, No, you have to look at this. You have to look at this. <laughs> and you keep on until they come down. Yes. Whereas what does between one and ten, what is the fear now? It's nine out of ten. Okay, nine of ten. That which is aware of the fear which causes you to be aware is that afraid itself. Sorry, I can't see, I can't see, I can only see the fear, I can see. You know, what is that that says I can see and I cannot see? What sees I can and I cannot? I don't get it, I don't get it. Yes. 
watch sees because it's already fact is there both I can see and I cannot see is seen like this maybe you have to try a little bit and then gradually calm comes back and a focus come if you feed the person it will go completely crazy and you have to give some kind of medication to them if you can get someone to look then the breath will change you will see the breath changing from fear breath to what watches breath even is that breathing no what watches fear is that afraid Like this, you can. A part of what we may call our carnal identity resists this type of exercise. But this exercise exorcises the fear. Just paying attention, paying attention. We become erratic and fearful the more distracted we are from our centre. Centre is our Self. It is not a personal centre. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Muji, thank you very much for all your help in our journey back home. My question is this. After some awakenings in our real nature, I understood that the real root of suffering is the identification with the personality, mind and body. I practice the teachings in my daily life and surrender all to this purpose of complete awakening. Second paragraph. The thing is, I dedicated my life to therapy and healing, and after this awakenings, I had to stop doing that until I could base myself in the truth then looks like it's becoming more like a spiritual teaching than therapy or healing. Third paragraph. Now I don't know if to continue my profession that is moving in that way or to stop because I am not self-realized in our true nature. Even I feel in those moments complete guidance and rooted in my being. I know I have still my identification with mind and so on in my daily life. I appreciate a lot your answer because I honor God so much that I would not like to do something I am not ready for and not honoring the truth. Thank you very much, Nuria. This one come writing. So a beautiful letter, I think. I am on a path, hmm? but I have been following the guidance, and now some awareness has blossomed in me, and it makes it difficult to continue in this path, hmm? which is not wrong, the path is fine, but something more strong is appearing here. So, um, uh, I dedicated my life to therapy and healing, and after this awakenings, I had to stop doing that until I could be based in the truth. 
then looks like it's becoming more like a spiritual teaching than therapy or healing. Now I don't know if to continue my profession that is moving in that way or to stop because I'm not self-realized in our true nature. If your therapy work and so on is helping people, you may continue and it will be also infusing a deeper understanding and realization into your work. But if it feels like uh, it's a stretch to keep doing one work when something deep wants to deepen in this, then this is something you must decide. If you ask me, I would always encourage you to uh, put energy into your spiritual discovery. But you don't have to make a strong decision now. You offer it, you offer it to, to universal consciousness, to God. You offer everything. You continue. Don't have to force any judgment because if force judgment, it comes from your person. So you can do this and continue with your uh, whatever your discipline is for now. And if you see that it is drying up by itself, then you accept this. But you don't have to cut it. It, the universe, God may find a way because maybe uh, this way of your therapies maybe also came from the consciousness and not just from the person. Now it's going to maybe merge more deeply in that, or maybe you cut the journey. Something shows you it's time now, not even you have to decide. Something maybe dries up and energy comes to plunge and to merge into the universal consciousness. So, don't force, uh, don't determine, uh, just uh, let it ride for now. Give uh, uh, time to the thing that you love most, the thing that's bearing the best fruit. Put more energy in that, continue the other, and leave the fruits of that and the outcome to the Supreme. Is good? Yes. <clears throat> so, Even I feel in those moments complete guidance and rooted in my being. I know I still, uh, I, I have still my identification with the mind, and so on in my daily life. The, the aware of the mind uh, identity is still present there. Uh, whilst receiving guidance and deepening in your uh, spiritual understanding and maturing. You're still noticing, and it gives you the brightness, the light to see that there's still uh, the, an active ego play going on. So now you will try to calm that out, or to uh, to transcend its influence. Um, I appreciate a lot your answer because I honor God so much that I would not like to do something that I'm not ready. And not honoring. So instead of honoring the truth, we're doing something because you have invested in it already. So some people they have come to this, and she is wise because she's saying, "I'm ready to change course." If it means that's where the truth is pulling, and then don't decide by your mind. Continue, having offered everything up to God. You say, "Father, I give everything to you. Please guide my heart." And uh, my life force to the right way. 
All that you put inside here is the urge to awaken to truth, and you see everything turn out the right way. I guarantee you. Okay, where are we now? How are we on time? 5.57. When did we start? Ah, oh, we're okay. It's not too bad. Dearest Muji, please help me. I was lucky to spend three days with you during Open Satsangs last week. On Monday this week, I left India and returned to work. I feel your pointings fully and would, would never desire more than what you helped me to discover. Never felt so happy and blessed in my life. At the same time, I feel a bit of confusion, because these days I am starting a lot of new things. For example, my own business. I spend many days doing a lot of creative thinking, learning new things, understanding how to operate in this new field of my activity. It is exciting, a bit challenging and very enriching experience. But I am concerned that maybe I focus too much on those activities, and that my attention will be drawn too much to personal mode again. I am a bit confused about how to stay as isness outside the satsang space. When I am very active in the dynamic world, sorry, yes, those two linked, I am a bit confused about how to stay as isness outside the satsang space when I am very active in my dynamic world. Could you please guide me on this? I love you, Anna. So you came to satsang, somehow experienced the, the, the stability, the clarity, the isness, the freedom from egoic um, identity, and gone back to work, and uh, uh, I'm doing, starting a lot of new things. For example, my own business. I spend many my days doing a lot of creative thinking, learning new things, understanding how to operate in this new field of my activity. She's enjoying, enjoying, isn't it? Uh, it is exciting, a bit challenging, and very enriching experience. But I am concerned that maybe I focus too much on those activities and my, that my attention will be drawn too much to personal mode again. So there is an awareness of that. Respect and honour that awareness. It is your inner Zen stick. You understand? So, because she is not just galloping away, like some wildebeest going to jump over the cliff. No, it is an exciting time, a new career, a new idea, exciting, challenging, all these things, but there's, I read and feel a uh, lot of good Shakti doing how to make all these things, but at the same time, uh, the horses must have, must have some, what you call this thing? Rains. Rains. Some rain, to rain, rain in a little bit. So you have to be there also, and you must not be so identified that you are simply lost in your work. 
is not needed to be lost in your work. It's not needed to be lost in anything. It's not needed to be lost even in relationship. It's not needed to be lost in your children. It's not needed to be lost in yourself. You must be aware. Sometimes we, you feel something passionately, you want to pour your whole thing in self inside it. But life does not require that. If you want to throw your life completely into something, throw it into God consciousness. But not into anything in the world. Don't throw it on anyone. Sometimes you think, if I love them with all everything my being, then they will love me back. But they feel overwhelmed. So, oh my God. You see? So you don't have to do that. It is much, much better that you stay aware and yet at the same time your heart is open. But be aware like that. So I'm saying to Anna now also, yes, all this is coming. Don't get lost in it. Because these things, they come like this and they come like that. Everything come and go. But your awareness is not this and that. If you stay uh, one with your awareness, without person, it is possible that enjoyment flows that this also, it's fine. Is it just an enjoyment for your person? Or it is just a joy? Is it an enjoyment that you're doing so well and you're, you're making money? You know? No, but you just enjoy, it is fine. And then you will not lose, let's say, contact, not good word. You will not stray from your awareness and go back into personhood. It's possible. I would like to keep up with you to see if you succeed like that, because there's nothing wrong with having a business, having a family, doing all these things, if you stay as your awareness. Then you may find that, actually, I, I don't feel like I'm really doing it even. It is just unfolding. It seems something is just, Yes, there's some effort, but there's no strain. There's a lot going on, but some, I can tell you, here it feels that like nothing is going on. There is just a joy. So how can this be true together at the same time? There is a lot of Shakti and in the midst of Shanti. So like this, you pay attention. Don't feel, yes, I have a, you know, a week of satsangs and Rishikesh behind me. You know, that will take me through everything. No. It took you to you. Stay as you. You beyond you. You know, if I say like this, you without you, you know what I mean. Yeah, the awareness without the ego. And you see that uh, it is not afraid, it's not in conflict with the unfolding play of the manifest. No, it is the God of them, it is the deity of the manifest also. But don't get lost in it. And you see that these things, they come and go. You don't know where this is going, you don't know where anything is going. Anything can happen. So don't invest in happenings. And you don't have to invest in the non-happening. The non-happening, you are. So, uh, but I am concerned that maybe I focus too much on those activities and that my attention will be drawn too much to personal mode again. I am a bit confused about how to stay as isness outside the satsang space. Isness is not something that you do. 
It is just what you recognize as a, as a non-doing dimension of being. It is what is. It's not a becoming. It's, it's an is. Everything else is, uh, is becoming. But it's kind of a play of becoming uh, in the stillness, in the non-becoming. Your wisdom will, will, will be there, always. So, um, I am a bit confused about how to stay as isness outside the satsang space, when I am very active in the dynamic world. Could you please guide me on this? You will find that you are active and you are non-active. But give some space to this. Sit with this, be confirmed in it, and you will see that somehow there is a harmony. Huh? In the heart of the time is the timeless. Be in the place of the timeless, and you will understand, and time will be your friend, don't worry about him. But if you are only in time, and then suffering comes. Time is okay when you are aware of timeless. Movements are okay when you are aware of your natural stillness. This, this is the, this is the harmony that like is. What you are discovering here today will stay with you for all your life. If you have grounded your understanding, it will take care of everything. It would be great if. Uh, we learned this from early, but who is there to teach? That we had some understanding from early to guide you, us, because we all receive uh, conditioning. Uh, why not be conditioned in the truth? If you want to call it conditioned. But I'm just saying that playfully. Okay, what we have here now? That's one, two, three, four, five. Dear Muji, I can't sense any person in you, but only seeing. When I am watching today's satsang, I don't know. I burst into tears when that person realized I am that I am. In the watching itself, so many problems are being disappear is are being disappearing, or an instant answer is found. It made my life effortless. As I see everything is a part of that I am, and that is watched also. There is no separation exists. I can even watch the attention itself. I can see my mind thinning away in its influence, as it is also happening in me. Your satsangs help to find that I am. So many questions are answered, and with your questioning, you removed what is not that I am, 
to see what I truly am. I want to marinate in this from now and ever. Please throw some light on this. My pranams to your holy feet. Love, Indira. But what light I can put on this? You say everything. You put light on it. You have put your light on it already. You see? Your satsangs help me to find that I am. So many questions are answered. And with your questioning, you removed what is not that I am to see what I truly am. And I want to marinate in this from now and ever. You see? Mm. Up there, I, as I see, everything is a part of that I amness. And that is watched also. There is no separation exists. I can even watch the attention itself. Who says this thing? I can watch even the attention itself. I can see my mind thinning away in its influence as it is also happening in me. Your satsangs help me to find that I am. Please throw some light on this. What more light I can throw on this? This is light. You see? Indira. Oy. Okay. Beloved Guruji, my father died suddenly and will be buried on Friday. I think it's a picture of, uh, um, what is her name? Marja. Marja. Although his death is revealing the ultimate truth, there are moments when it is clear that our relationship has become more intimate than ever, or even that there is no more relationship because he is now everywhere, and there isn't and never could be any distance. But now, as his funeral is getting closer, there comes moments of seemingly overwhelming grief. I pray for the ultimate darshan of death. Please, beloved Guruji, let this illusion of me burn completely, like his body will burn, and let that which is left stand forever firm in the clarity that in death only the body dies. Let this being be endlessly grateful for death. Thank you. There is only you. Marja from Barcelona Sangha. Who is writing like this? There's great power, great clarity, great insight. There's not a suppression of feeling, it's not suppressed feeling. Yes. It is open seeing. It's not suppression of grief. Let grief be, let that happen. But grief does not define me, nor my father. Beautiful. Blessed be you. Blessed be you. Beloved Muji, what is the importance of a physical Sangha for one who is awakening? And what is the importance of a physical Sangha for one who is awake? 
Om Shri Sadguru Muji With timeless gratitude, James from New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. What is the importance of a physical Sangha for one who is awakening? Whoa. A good Sangha, a good Sangha is facilitating your awakening. Sometimes when you maybe you're on you you are on some trip in your head, they will nudge you. You know, drop that, don't go there. They're with you, they're with you, they support each other. They're not jealous of you. Sometimes they are. But he came after me. Why is he going there? It's only it's only human, huh? Yeah, he just came. He just came two weeks ago. I mean, I've been here for I've been three years. What is the importance of a physical sangha for one who is awakening? Very important. Be grateful for them. Yeah, because. They are more close to what is happening internally with you. They can watch you. They also benefit from each other. Uh, they are your teachers also, and we are learning so much. A true Sangha is loving and kind, but also they have human qualities also, so we can see it's a, it's a very it's the greatest compost. For a spiritual flowering. What is the importance of a physical Sangha for the one who is awake? For the one who is awake, the whole world is their Sangha. Not high to low, no. The whole world is the Self. Mm. Not in some naive way. They're not going to walk around on the street, pranams to the cow, pranams to auntie, pranams to uncle, going to the pub, pranams. They're not going to do that. I say this because I know some people have done it. They say, What's the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> Somebody kick them, get out of the way. Then your nut is not awake. That's called uh, the messianic ego. Yes, I've come to save the world. No, you will become very, very. Uh, it, there's an intelligence there. Uh, something guides your actions, not your past experience, not your person, not your personality. Uh, a force, a power, a wisdom is coming through. And uh, you are to some, you are somehow moving with that, becoming more subtle, paying attention to this, growing, evolving through it. So, what is the importance of physical sangha for the one who is awakening? As I've told you, you you are grateful to them, you honor and you respect them, but not like some kind of play or demonstration. Some people they are going around saying, "Yes, I'm going to go now." And I'm paying respects to all the people who have taught me, but behind there now, because I've reached, and I just want to say thank you for helping me on the way. 
No, get the hell out of here. You are not uh, to do this. If it's coming genuinely, you'll feel it. If it's coming in some funky way, other people feel it like, whoa, hey man, don't do that, no, like this. You see, you can do it inside your heart and it, it's, it's not a show. Don't try and demonstrate spirituality. Better you speak nothing at all and let it uh, ooze through your pores. Then you try to tell people you're awake and uh, don't do that, please. And if you're going to do that, don't say that you are my student and I'm like that. <laughs> Okay, this one is nice. Okay, and now we are coming down. I just have these two now. Look at that, it's amazing. <laughs> Dear Guruji, I have tried the invitation many times and I still find myself in a struggle very soon. Even before you ask any of your questions, I get into struggling when leaving all objects, then attention doesn't know where to rest on. At this point, resistance, com resistance comes into play, a sense of drifting, confusion, while trying to check. If my experience, trying to check if my experience is in accordance with your hints, in the end, I feel dizzy and quite mental. Shall I just notice that and simply go on, Alexandra? I again, I have tried the invitation many times, and I still find myself in a struggle very soon. Even before you ask any of your questions, I get into struggling while when leaving all objects. So, from the very first, what you are asked to do is leave aside. Uh, any idea you have about yourself. I don't say kill it. I don't say you know, uh, you know, suppress it. Or not. I say you can just leave it aside. Can we do this or not? You see, but in some cases there are people who feel I can't do that, and why? I just can't do that. I can't leave my sense of identity aside. It's like if I had written something about myself, somebody say something about yourself on paper, accurately, just write uh, one short paragraph, and that is true? Yes, it is true. Okay. Can you put it in the fire? No, I can't. Uh, why? I just can't. So, this is you? Uh, yes. Okay, you better take care of it then. What to do? It's the same thing I say, can you leave the ideas you have? Because you've had many ideas that you're not having those ideas anymore. They go. So, instead of waiting for them to go, can you leave them aside? Uh, yes or no? So, evidently, in this case, this one is not able from the first time even before you ask any of your questions, I get into struggling when leaving all objects. You see, something fears, leave aside. Then look what happened. Look what happened. Suppose you're cooking in the kitchen, there's something. Huh? You're cooking in the kitchen, 
uh, a few things, and then your new baby starts to cry or choking. <coughs> Can you leave your cooking? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> One thing at a time, okay? Okay, then turn off the stove. Uh, it's very <laughs> Help! What you do? Of course you can leave things aside. Maybe you have the idea you cannot. So I ask, can you leave these ideas aside? This is already a beautiful test. You feel, I can't. I can't leave them aside. Can you be empty? Can you be empty of all thoughts for a moment? Just don't focus on anything. Sorry, I can't do it. Before they arose, before your a thought arose, before it came, did you know it was coming? Uh, no. Now it is here. You know it's here. Yes, yes. Uh, can you leave? Can you not be a, give it attention? No. That's not true. Because if that was the case, you'd be in an asylum long ago. You are walking on the road, you're, you're meeting many people. This natural, giving attention to some things and not, is happening quite spontaneously. You see, even not, you're not doing it. Maybe conditioning is functioning like that. So here we go again. Even before you ask any of your questions, I get into struggling when leaving all objects. I say, leave all objects aside. Leave the attachment or the thinking about them aside. And already that. Then attention doesn't know where to rest on. If I leave everything, attention is looking to grab something. Does it mean that as soon as the waking state appears, your mind is in gear? First gear, second gear, third gear, fourth gear, fifth gear, sixth gear, reverse? When neutral? Uh, Never. But you have to be neutral if you go from first to second. I don't remember. Is it like that, that as soon as we wake up until you go to sleep, your mind is active on something? Because it can be. There's always something. You have no rest, because you have a concept that time is money, or something. So even some people, they eat their lunch standing up, or while they're working, because it's a waste of time to, to not to be, to be empty. No value is given to silence or emptiness. You know that there are people living like that also. Mm. Then attention doesn't know where to rest on. The attention now, you say, okay, leave the objects, then what should my attention do? What should my attention do? It needs something, needs something, so I'm struggling. At least you're aware of that. That something in your functioning is not going to allow you to have a moment's peace. If the attention is always going somewhere, then at least I can ask you, something is aware of attention needing something. That which causes you to see that the attention is always need something. That is that need something. Does that need attention? 
you must come to that recognition. If you come to that recognition, that you don't have to keep feeding the attention on something, you can begin to enjoy at least a little peace in your life. So the invitation is still good for you. It's showing you what in your life does not work. From you wake up, because there are some people, when they wake up in the morning, their first reaction is, Oh no, 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 not another day. They suffer their days. They don't get up, oh, what a beautiful morning. No, not everybody. Some people, oh no, no, no. They wake up and take sleeping pill. I go sleep. Because the conditioning in the mind is so strong that uh, somehow they, they, they are afraid of life. You think people are afraid of death? Some people are afraid of life also. This is mind, this is ego, like that. So, um, I have tried the invitation many times. Why you try? Why you try the invitation? Because you are searching for peace and you are searching for yourself. Otherwise, why would you be doing here what, listening to invitation? So, I am telling you, Alexandra, you will succeed. You will succeed, is my blessing to you. It doesn't matter that these stages are difficult, you will transcend them. Supposing you go to learn uh, to, to drive for the first time, you want to take part in Grand Prix race? Suppose you want to learn to play cricket for the first time, you know, you want to be the star? No, you are going to get some balls hitting your knees, somebody's going to hit you with a bat on the head, you're going to run and fall down, you're going to stay with it until you get better and better and better and better. I watched something about uh, Usain Bolt, he's from my country, he's a, known as the fastest human being sprinting. But I saw some early races of him running, he came almost last. Everybody, young guys running, and he's. Uh, 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 they said, This guy's not going to go anywhere. Now he's the fastest human being that ever ran. How he do that? Practice, no? Practice, no? Now it's funny that we have to practice a bit to become what we are, which needs no practice. <laughs> but it's uh, to do with the level of our uh, negative conditioning. And now we have to transcend those conditioning. I have tried the invitation many times, many times. Why? Because you want something. You want what it offers. Otherwise, why did you try? Alexandra, listen. Why did you try many times? Because something wants to go beyond your present state. I tried the invitation many times, and I still find myself in a struggle very early on, as we start. Even before you ask any of your questions, I get into struggling when leaving all objects. Why this struggle? It is not natural to you. It is because of the mind distortions, and you are holding a reading of yourself, that's shaped in the mind, and the mind is resisting the, the possibility and the opportunity that the invitation brings. 
It's like that to them. But your mind is not bigger than you. You have to learn to ride this horse. Then attention doesn't know where to rest on. The attention doesn't know. You see, now at least she finds out. The attention, if I ask like this, you say, leave everything, then the attention goes, then what am I going to do? <laughs> attention goes, then what am I going to do? No. Too much attention creates tension. Attention, attention, da, 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 da. and then what happens? Something feels like I'm lost without knowing what to give my attention to. But at least notice that and see and don't be so intimate with that feeling. At this point, resistance comes into play, a sense of drifting. The resistance comes and then you can't follow the invitation. You start to look on the ceiling. And other people are in there, and you are looking if there's any monkeys in the trees and to watch. I notice also, I watch. Huh? I see sometimes people, even in Sahaja in the autumn, people come and they got their, their blankets and they do something. They, they give me one blanket, one blanket. They have one blanket and they come like it's cold, you know. They come inside the uh, inside, uh, Sangha room like this. Okay. <laughs> and you know what they're doing. <laughs> Fast asleep. But they are smart, they do like this. <laughs> to fast asleep. Even one man, he comes at sound. And then I saw him, actually. As soon as uh, we start invitation, <laughs> he's not trying to hide it. I mean, he's, he's completely overtaken by something. So uh, I've been looking for ways. I have water gun. <laughs> I shoot at like this or something. <laughs> Or what I would do when they do that, I would invite them, you, you, come, 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 sit here, okay? And uh, then see if you fall asleep. And then? <laughs> I have to have some fun, I tell you. <laughs> okay, so, so at this point, a resistance comes into play. A sense of drifting, start to drift around. Okay, confusion while trying to check. You're not checking anymore. You're already checked out. Yeah? Looking, waiting for it to end or something. Then sometimes trying to get back, trying to catch back in, but feeling it's too late. Everybody's ahead of you or something. And so at this point, resistance comes into play. A sense of drifting, confusion while trying to check if my experience is in accordance with your ins. In the end, I feel dizzy and quite mental. The psychological mind wins for the moment. Shall I just notice that and simply go on? But it's too late. <laughs> Invitation over. Maybe next time we try again. <laughs> but what is happening is that we see the invitation uh, somehow where the resistance comes. It's very important. Don't uh, accept that the resistance is a truth about you. 
the resistance is coming, that this is a force that has been playing in your life for a long time, but it's been a blind spot to you, because you never had to check it out. And now when you're really being asked to, to follow some guidance, you see how your, the mechanism of your attention and mind, when it's not in service to your freedom. So that's a beginning. Don't give up. Now from here, you see, you will notice, ah, so that's what's been happening. And then you see that even if the mind, even if the attention is running about, it doesn't mean you're running about. You're aware of that. Leave him and you follow, you stay here. This um, focus will redevelop in you again, to pay attention. It has not been exercised in the past, and so you're, you don't have the power to concentrate. You don't have the power to be empty. Look, your mind uh, has just made a big uh, mess you have allowed the wrong one to be in charge. You see, not intentionally, but that's what it is. If you are going to have a, a, a shop selling bananas, don't make a monkey your manager <laughs> of the shop. <laughs> because when you come back, all the bananas are gone, you think, oh, good business. And the monkey will be, mm -hmm. You're not gonna, this is monkey mind. <laughs> I think I'm getting a bit tired. I'm talking like this. <laughs> so, um, for Alexandra, uh, good letter, good that you wrote this letter. We must move on from this point. You're not a failure. You're succeeding because you are seeing and understanding the mechanism of uh, the functioning of your mind, attention and so on. It was not in service. It does not want to cooperate now that you want to be free. When you just want to be miss anybody, it's okay. Now you chose to be free. That's why you started the letter. I noticed I have tried the invitation many times. It means something is still trying. Uh, be uh, inspired by that. Something wants to go beyond all this limitation, and you will succeed. You will succeed. Don't worry. So like that, each time you notice these things, the mind, the attention is lazy, and so on. Yeah, don't worry. Don't identify with it, and so you will not get depressed. It's not you. It's just some malfunctioning that will be corrected, not just by effort to try and change it, but by becoming more aware of yourself. Once you are clear as to your true nature, simple, and you keep the attention on it, you watch that it wants to go out, attention wants to go out, but you stay as you are, gradually, gradually, your focus will return naturally to yourself. And you start to see everything comes back. It's like you have rebooted the system, and everything now is functioning much better. So when your guidance comes, you can follow all the way. And at the end, you'll say, yes, thank you. Oh, I am truly where I am, and I've always been. So don't worry, it is not a failure. It is the beginning of great success. Don't give up. I have one more, I don't know, last one now. I think, I think so. 
I hope it's a good one. <clears throat> Dear Muji, as I, the puppeteer, pull the strings on me, the puppet, I am myself becoming master of the play. I am. Uh, I am the necklace, not the beads, the fire, not the flames. The uh, something of bliss, not the rubbish of the mind. Mm. The pen, not the words, currency, not coins. Uh, fabric, not the weave. I am the totality of all, existing in the in the in the in the prick of in the prick of the pin, as I stood outside myself, creating someone else, contemplating this, culminating that, I finally found myself. It's exactly where I am at. The observer can be observed. Who can be observed? Who can be observed? And so on until I can't be PTO because it it is it and I am that. But don't worry, Muji. Uh, <laughs> and in bracket he 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 as if as if you worry. Everything is irie. <laughs> Everything is very nice. Thank you, Muji. No words can express. Thank you. I love you, uh, Danika. Okay. May I ask you if you It's been good today? Yes. It's been good also because um, in letters, uh, what I have found is that uh, people have the time to focus on what their question need to be, and uh, so uh, I can have more. Uh, I can feel a bit more, also um, that, and it brings another another flavor into into satsang. And I used to do this more. Try to read the letters that come, um, but after a while it was too much, too much. But because I wanted to check in with you, if you feel you have benefited from hearing the letters, or not. thank you. It's very good then, very good, very good. Myself, I'm happy because I know that people are watching and they um, have questions come up. And uh, in this kind of way, it gives me some space. I would not, actually, to be honest, I feel this is the first time in all the retreats that I've been able to read the letters. Always, the half of them are left unread. And I would like to thank the translation team, who is somewhere around over there. Translating these letters into different languages. Thank you. And this is something that is uh, amazing. Throughout the season, in fact, 
we have uh, groups of people who have volunteered to translate uh, satsangs into various languages. And uh, that is a very good service they are rendering to their own people, so that they can hear satsang in their mother tongue. And I remember it was some years ago we had this feeling it would be nice, first with Hindi also. We tried to put speaker outside, and it was a bit uh, trial and error, but now it's much, much better. And uh, some of those translating are in this room at the moment, uh, having a break, because they have to change over like this. But uh, I asked also, would these be translated? And yes, yes, it would be possible like that. If we just take a moment just of silence, Be in that natural emptiness, the uncreated substratum and source of all activities in the mind and the world, this natural emptiness. And notice that there is no effort being made by emptiness itself. It is there. It hasn't arrived to be here. Noticing this should bring you great joy, knowing that this is not a construct, it is not created. This Silence is at the very root of our being, and you don't have to dig to find it. It is right here. You are not different from this silence. You are not somebody noticing silence. That silence and yourself are one. Silence and peace are one. Silence and space are one. Silence and love are one. This silence and wellness or well-being are one. These are the, the perfume of the Self, 
God's perfume. The self you cannot see. You can only be. Because of the self, even the act of seeing is perceived. Even the sense of being, the sense of presence and existence are perceived. When you know this, and you can confirm this, you will see, here there is no time. There are no seasons. Don't speak about it. Don't try to share this, it will be premature. Instead, marinate in it, meaning be one with it. You don't have to create that. It means see and acknowledge it is not different from you. You don't have to be seeing something to know you are. You witness action and non-action. You perceive the visible and the invisible. <clears throat> Don't pick up any shape for yourself. And your perception will be true. Harmonious. <clears throat> what I endeavoured to point out and to show you, you will come to see, does not change whether you are in another place, in another country, in another situation, in your dynamic functioning, makes no change to this. Honour this. 
value this until the sense of separation or the duality about it naturally ends. Thank you. I would want to say something to you that of all the years I have been travelling and sharing, this season so far, we still have a few days to go, I feel has been the most mature group of uh, visitors and seekers have come to Satsang. Therefore, the Satsangs have become much more of a high nature. I feel that uh, mm, there has been some nonsense online about our satsangs by jealous people, whatever it is, and uh, they have said many terrible things, untrue things. But in the end, I think it served good, so that uh, the wrong people don't come. Only those who are really for truth and for awakening will come. Because I am not here to build up numbers, but to find those who are true. Yeah. I'd rather be with ten or fifteen people who I can see are just bursting for truth, than a thousand who are just uh, casual about it. So I have found like this, that uh, the quality of the seeing and absorption not for every single person. I see sometimes people, some people it's too much for them, maybe they have to leave, the mind is too strong. That's, that's life, it's going to be like that. But that uh, still at this stage in, the, in our uh, gathering this year, that so many have stayed and are seeing. That's why I say, you are the seeds of awakening in a sleeping world because you are discovering the Self, the imperishable one. And whether you are here physically or online and you can listen and you follow, the same opportunity is there for you. And to watch beings flourishing in the recognition and coming home, this is enough joy, too much joy. So, I bless that you continue your mind. The mind is going to come to seemingly uh, sink your ship. But you are returning very quickly, evolving, maturing very, very powerfully. It will soon be too late for your mind. <laughs> 
to death. And whatever needs to be continued to refine and to stabilize, that will happen by itself. Not by itself, with meaning that not force. Climb over, step across this, this apparent line, back into your own house. Everything is fine. And I would like to thank um, all of you who sent letters also, for sending your letters, that we can look together and benefit, and also identify with uh, what you speak as an opportunity to look into our own consciousness and to see, yes, that helps us to, to look and to refine and purify our own seeing. Uh, very good. Thank you, everybody, and uh, see you soon. Love you.